Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Friday live from the Wild Rose Casino in Clinton, Iowa. We're here to talk sports with you for the next couple of hours. Appreciate you being uh, here with us. BMW of Des Moines guest looks like this at about 1015. Uh, we'll go around college football with our friend Bama Bob Trent. Bama and I will opine on a oh a handful of games. Pretty good slate of games this week, so we'll get through as many uh, as we can. Five, six, seven, somewhere in that variety. Chris Williams is going to join us uh, at about 10 minutes before the hour of 11. We'll take one more look at Kansas. The last look at Kansas, Iowa State uh, with Chris. Hour number two, Mike Palm from Circus Sports. Uh, in his regular spot, he'll kick off the second hour to some sports gambling talk with uh, Mike Palm uh, to kick off hour number two. And then Tom Cakert will join us. He will opine, obviously, on Michigan and Iowa, about an 11-point spread on that one. Tom Cakert coming up at 11.30. Hour picks before we get out of here just before noon and back on the road and the long track back to, to central Iowa. But, um, look... Hats off to the folks at Wild Rose. Mm-hmm. Uh, they put on a heck of a show last night. They really, Well, you guys did. Oh, boy. i got to get into this in a minute because I need to hear everything. <laughs> uh, yeah, what, what a story. And I'm sure that there's some that aren't uh, worthy for the air. But look forward to hearing some of that stuff here in the next couple of minutes. Uh, but Wild Rose down here at Clinton, it is a beautiful property. I've uh, been in the one in Jefferson. I've uh, been to the one here in Clinton. There's been a bunch of renovations since we were here. This sports bar and its DraftKings inside of it, that mm-hmm. is the retail uh, at all of the Wild Rose. They put in a nice book. They've got horses here. Well, not here, but on the screens. You can bet on them. Uh, the food was great. Uh, the people were terrific. Rooms were better than average, better than I expected, way better than I expected. Uh, I had a blast, and you guys kept that blast going until they kicked you out of a bar at 2 o'clock in the morning? That's what time uh, last call is here in the state of Iowa, and we made it up until the end last night. I am not the man I once was. Holy crap, do I feel None terrible. None of the people that were uh, participating in that excursion were the men they used to be. <laughs> that is true. That was true. It, it was. Uh, I'm feeling it right now. Oh, you must be, man, because you guys were going hard when I left. I took a shower, and I can still smell the booze coming out of me. I mean, that... Brommel camp from somebody should punch Overdies you in the Bay. nose to drain your eyes. <laughs> it's it's rough. I had to take off my glasses here. It, it's uh, yeah. I got to remember. You're no longer twenty something. No, Trent. I'm, I'm doubled up. I'm right. I'm forty two now. Right. That is double the drinking age when it starts legally. Yep. And I am feeling it today. But a great and time. Williams has to be feeling it too because oh. this kid, holy mackerel, he loves his whiskey. Oh. There were shots flying around. You had your first taste of Fireball. And I passed. Oh, you didn't even taste yeah, it? I didn't taste it. <laughs> <laughs> we gave you the smallest of taste, and you didn't even do that. It, it, was, it was a night, but you're, like you said, I mean, the, the people here with Wild Rose are yeah. incredible. Uh, Bet Rivers with the contest yep. that we've been doing, a big thank you to them. And it, it's, These contests are so much fun to be a part of and to be able to do wagering kind of in a different mm-hmm. way. And, and I think you and I, just as gamblers, doing these contests, and I hope the same thing for the listeners out there, is you kind of learn different ways to bet, different ideas. You know, you had theories. You did the futures one that got you in trouble with some people that were involved they in that contest. They brought it again, up yep. again last night. 
and we had to change some rules to make sure that everybody. Miller rules. Yes, it, <laughs> but that's okay. And it's just understanding different ways to bet. Yeah. You know, we're in this contest right now. AD is way in front of all of us. He's really good at this. He is. He's been excellent, and he's way in front. But the way that this one is set up is because it's a season long, and you have five free bets a week. It could get to the end. You can put together an 18 parlay. Yep. You hit that, you could still win this thing. And that's mm-hmm. kind of the fun part of this contest is AD's kind of, he's strutting around out there thinking he's already got the trophy, another beautiful one that they put together. Well, he's with. won two already. And these contests, though, I, I really like that. So last week I had a theory. I'm going to do five two-team parlays. I hit one of them. I was basically even for the week, just hitting one of them. Mm-hmm. And if I would have hit two, it would have been on the positive side and obviously down the line. So I, I really like that part of what we're doing here is – not just having fun with the contest and, yeah, the free bets that we get, maybe add a little extra money to our account, but ultimately just thinking different ways to bet and trying to maybe help the people out there and different theories that we come up with as we're going through this process. No, it was good. It was good to see Todd Bromelkamp, who over from uh, one of the East, KL, KGYM, KGYM. KGYM, gotcha. Yep. So he does afternoons over there. It was good to see him. Uh, who else was here? Uh, Ted Flint. Met Ted Flint for the first time. Of course, he's a very popular Cyclone fan. Mm-hmm. Ted Flint met him. Who were we missing? John Liebel was here. Andrew Downs was here. Um, he pulled up early, too, right? Yes. Did he not? So, so we went to the casino. At, at 9.30. That was a good call. It was a really good call. I wish I would have done the same. You should have done the same. Now, for people that were listening yesterday, yes, Ken did not eat a steak dinner with us. No. He took it back to the room. Right. Got himself a doggy bag yep. and ate it at 10 o'clock. About 10, 9.45. Now, yeah. I was surprised. You did have a beer before 8.30, though. I did. I, uh, about yeah, 8 o'clock. The rules. 8 o'clock. I was, well, I was watching you guys. Uh, I thought you were going to drink the taps dry when you first got here. <laughs> and they said, the uh, beer tab's open. Our bar tab's open. Have whatever you want. And man, oh, man. Uh, but anyways, good night. Not a good night uh, for the NFL oh, uh, to, to this respect because Tua Tagliavoa, um, who we saw get concussed, uh, they said it's a back injury, please. Yeah. Uh, that was, did you? I think you said it, the back of the head injury is right. what it was. Um, but last night, Trent, watching him hit the turf with his head and the distortion of his fingers, mm-hmm. it's called posturing or the fencing position. I read a lot about it this morning um, just because, you know, what does this mean? And I guess this goes to the uh, brain stem injury. Mm-hmm. This potentially is as bad of a... Brain, I mean, a concussion's brain injury. Yeah, Let's absolutely. get right yes, to it, yes. right? But this is potentially as bad. Um, and as we are we overreacting here? Maybe a little bit. But you know what? The NFL needs to overreact as opposed to what they did last week when they seemingly looked the other way because we need them out here on Thursday night. It's a big football game, blah, blah, blah. That was frightening. You mentioned that, and I hadn't seen the finger part of it until you pointed it out this morning as we were uh, setting up here today. That's scary. Yeah. I mean, that, that is next level and That's stuff. a signal that your brain sends your body when, you're, when your brain has had the instant trauma that it did. Um, fencing, look it up. If you're sitting at your desk and you're bored at work, yeah. or it's posturing or, go, or um, uh, posturing or fencing. Fencing like in you know the sword fight fencing type thing, um, but but frightening. So what? How the NFL is going to react? The players' association needs to get involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, how they you know kind of rubber stamp the fact that he was able to get. Um, 
away with what they got away with last week, right? for God's sakes. Uh, and the quick turnaround. So you, your game is on Sunday. You travel on Wednesday. You play on Thursday. Uh, just a, a horrible, horrible situation for the NFL. Uh, game kind of got a little bit out of hand at the mm-hmm. end, right? Uh, easy cover. Was it kind of a fluky cover at the end? Uh, I, I don't know fluky, but it was just a weird game. Didn't I mean, it just had that feeling all throughout that there was goofiness happening mm-hmm. all over the place. I told you on the way over yesterday, I was very close to pulling the trigger for my survivor pick. Yeah. And not only that, but also making that part of my picks yesterday with Cincinnati. I just really liked the Bengals and ultimately didn't pull the trigger. And obviously, hindsight, you sure. wish you would have there. But the thing is, for my circumbillions, where you got to put in the five selections, if you pick the Thursday game, you got to put all five games in. And I wasn't quite ready to put all five in at that point, and that's what kind of had me off the edge. But, yeah, the, the backdoor cover at the end, what was it, 2015 before that last score? Yes. So they were still inside of it. Right. And, and yep. so they, they still had it covered at, at that number. But, yeah, just such a weird night. And, yeah, that, we were watching the BYU game last night, too. That did not go our way as I talked everybody into taking BYU first half. First half, yeah. Utah State marches right down the field, 7 nothing. Yeah, they Aggies. came to life yesterday for they the first did. time. They hadn't looked very good at all so far this season. So they certainly did this. Now, you're going to get back to Central Iowa in time to do a football game tonight. Where are you going to be tonight? I'm going to be up in Urbandale, my first look at the Jayhawks this evening. They've been in the top 10 throughout most of the season. Yeah. And uh, What's their strength, Trent? Well... It's Kai Black. I mean, on the outside, mm-hmm. he's an outstanding athlete, and of course, a, a future Cyclone. Is yep. we've seen a lot of those guys yes, now in have. Central Iowa. So I'm excited to get a look at him. I saw him earlier in his career a couple times, both as a sophomore and a junior. So kind of see his development out there. Rodding has to, the, their quarterback is really good against Ankeny Centennial. You think of obviously Pizzetti's teams. Mm-hmm. What is it going to be? It's mm-hmm. going to be the motion offense yep. and guys moving all over the place and trying to find the football. They're throwing the football really well this year. Their quarterback, I think he's 71 for 100 passing. Wow, that's yeah, really good. I mean, hey, he's throwing 100 passes right. for Pizzetti? That, that was a big part of it, too. Uh-huh. So that was, as I was going through the numbers, really eye-popping to me. So excited. A couple of good quarterbacks here tonight. I think you're going to have a really good one, and you can hear the game on 96.9. The Bull and Will also live in? look-ins. Yeah, live look-ins tonight with Joe Stacy and the crew yeah. with Football Friday Night. Good stuff. All right, that's coming up. Bama Bob is going to come up. We're going to go around college football. Just a real quick as an aside. Uh, looking at the slate in anticipation of our picks at the end of the show, mm-hmm. it's a tough week. It is. I think. Yeah. I mean, look, our record would say that every single one of them is weak, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, you're five games below 500, for God's sakes. It, it is. Um, but I, I don't feel good at all about this week. No. I mean, I got a I don't feel good about any week at this point. It's just not going well. Mm-hmm. And. I've gone two and three every single week. You got the T-Box this week. I do. Yeah, you took and, it from me. Well, for the first time in September, for crying out loud. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I've got, uh, I've got three dogs barking, which is rare that, for me. That's that a rarity, is, yes. It's, it's a weird week. All right, Bama Bob's going to join us when we come back. We are live again at the uh, Wild Rose Casino in Clinton, Iowa. It's a haul, but, man, um, glad we got here. I got up early and actually drove around Clinton. Oh, yeah? Yeah, just to kind of check out the area. Yeah. I want to fill up with gas uh, so I wouldn't. I could just get in the car and just jet out of here because <laughs> I I couldn't get my uh, company email to work in my room, um, and stopped at McDonald's. But saw a little bit of the town. It's pretty nice actually. Yeah. It's not bad at all. Huh. You guys saw it at night. So how how did you decide on the bar that you first one you came to? Yeah, basically. Yeah, it was closest bar to me. What did you ask Siri and Siri? You just get, put it get in her hands. Get us there, and we well, got who there. Who drove? Well, the waitress here. Well, the waitress yeah, the, drove the, the bartender, yeah. She took Ted's truck and got us going and took <laughs> us to a bar. and So she served you all night. Yeah. You'd, nobody had known this woman no, prior to. No. Uh, the bar's closing down here. 
Uh-huh. And it seemed like a good idea to ask her for a ride to the... Now, obviously, she stayed with you guys? She, she did, yeah. And then she drove us home. And then she drove you back here. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's a way to do it. Hung out with her and her boyfriend and... Yeah. And the bartender. And, and that was all that was out in Clinton last night. And they had night. to flick the lights on and off to alert yeah. you that it's time to go home. Yep. Wow. Two o'clock. How many people were in the bar when it closed? Well, just us. Just you guys. How many people were there when we showed up? Just you guys. Just us. That's wild. <laughs> Good for you. Uh, uh, we'll come back uh, to the Wild Rose in Clinton, Iowa. Byma Bob Trent and I will go around college football from a national perspective. Chris Williams this hour as well. Miller and Condon underway in a football Friday. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. That's GrahamCollision.com. All right, welcome back, Miller and Condon Live, Wild Rose Casino, Clinton, Iowa. We take you until noon. We are in Coach's Corner, the sports book, DraftKings uh, sports book. They have the retail, a bunch of it's really nice, really is. is. They've done a nice job here on renovations. Let's get to our friend Bama Bob. That's what the music means. We're going to go around college football. We've got uh, a handful of games to opine upon. Bama, good morning. How are you? Uh, better than two this morning. Ooh, Trent, uh, Trent, uh, we were just talking about the same thing with Trent before. Uh, it was most of our open. Bama, that was frightening, wasn't it? My gosh. And, you know, the yeah. posturing is what they call it, or the fencing, you know, when his hands kind of went into claws the way that they did. Yep. I read about a bunch yep. about it this morning, and um, it's, I mean, that brain stem is what they're talking about. My gosh. Right. That was just yeah, frightening it, to see, especially on the heels of last week. Yeah, I don't think he should have been out there. I mean, I... I know they're trying to say, you know, obviously it's getting a lot of play down here, you know, from, from his days at Alabama, as it should. But uh, I think somebody in the NFL or the Dolphins or somebody is going to lose a job over this because I, it was obvious from the week before that it was not his back. Okay, his head hit the turf, right. and he was woozy, yeah. shaking his head. You don't shake your head if your back hurts. Okay. Um, no. Now, it, you know, he could have tweaked it a little bit there. But I'll tell you, Ken, the other thing is it, it, it didn't look like a crushing hit to me. I mean, his, his elbow hit first, then his shoulder, then his head. And usually, you know, sometimes when that happens, it's like a car crash. You know, the you know the elbow takes some energy away. I'm not saying his head didn't hit the turf, but I don't think he should have been out there is the bottom line. And I think there's going to be some people oh. answer for it. And I just hope the kid's okay because he, he's fun and he has battled through it, man. He's had ankle injury. We saw the hip, and now these is obvious concussion last night. So uh, he's got a lot Indeed to it was. battle through. Yep. Yep. Uh, we received an email. The spot blocks are a little longer than normal here this morning. It's football season, and uh, the, the, this is our prime time, right? So, uh, so we got to move, Bam. I guess is where I'm going yep. here. Let's get your take uh, on uh, Michigan and Iowa. Iowa State, Kansas. Michigan about 11 point favorite. Iowa State uh, giving about three to Kansas. Just your thought quickly on both of the locals, Bama. Yeah, I think it's going to be a tough one for Iowa. I just think their offense is, I mean, it's just really struggling. I mean, they good win against Rutgers last week. I thought that could be tough for them. Um, but, uh, you know, look, you're averaging 232 yards a game. I don't think that's going to get it done. I know it's at home. Um, I would probably, I might grab the points just because I think Harbaugh on the road, you know, is going to want to play it maybe a little more closer to the best. Did a big game last week from the running back. Uh, I don't think he's going to have that kind of a game against a, a really good Iowa defense. But I just think it's just going to be hard for Iowa, even though they're at home, I think, to uh, – Michigan, I think, is for real. But this is Michigan's toughest test. So we'll see. 
Um, Kansas Iowa State, man, I love this game. This is like the old Big Twelve basketball games, you know, back in the day with Eustace <laughs> and and those coaches back then. I mean, and it's just on the on the gridiron. I think there's gonna be a lot of Iowa State fans down in Lawrence, and I think it's gonna be sold out again, which is great. They get a two thirty mm-hmm. ESPN spot for the game. I mean I mean, when's the last time Kansas had that spot? Now they're going up against the SEC and everybody else, but I think Iowa State. Listen, Deckers has got to play better. That's the bottom line. I mean, it's, it's, yep. it could, it's, yep. Jalen Daniels is their best player. He is their all. He is all their offense. If you really want to think about him, he's their leading mm-hmm. rusher. He's their leading passer. He's the most electric guy on the field. The best player on the field. So Deckers has got to mm-hmm. not give him the ball. You know, extra. It sounds simple, but don't give him the ball two or three extra possessions because if you do. He's going to score, but this is a, that's a really fun game and good on Kansas. Uh, you know, I like Iowa State, but good on Kansas for what they're doing. And you know, they're looking to go five and zero, and they get to the meat of their schedule. But man, all you can do after five games is win five. So uh, uh, this is going to be this is going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to be in on this one a lot, even though it's up against Alabama, uh, Arkansas. And we will get to that game coming up. But we got one tonight, Trent, I want to bring uh, put on the uh, slate, and that's Washington and Michael Penix. And uh, one of the transfers that has really worked out mm-hmm. as he takes over the helm at Washington, UCLA. What kind of crowd will they get at the Rose Bowl? Will they top 30 on a Friday night? Oh, 35-40? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you have an opinion on this game? I don't. I This is more just kind of a sit back and see. I just, mm-hmm. because and we're you'll still, be able to because yes. it's a 930 kick. And I absolutely love that one. Yeah. You know, this is just a, a game where Washington, the win against Michigan State, looked great. Then after last week, how great did it actually mm-hmm. look? Same thing with UCLA. You know, they survive against South Alabama. They were supposed to play Michigan in the non-conference this year. Really? And that game was canceled by Michigan a couple of years back. I didn't know that. How much more we know about both oh. of those teams that game was actually played. But, yeah, that's where I am right now. I just it, It's hard to have a strong opinion the way that I look at it just because both teams, I'm still in wait-and-see mode. Yeah, I like, uh, I like UCLA's defense, Bama. Your thoughts on this one? I like Washington. I mean, I've I've watched two, a couple of their games. I watched a lot of the Michigan State game, you know, because they come on late. I watched, you know, a decent amount of the Stanford game. And you're right, Penix is a story. He he is the transfer quarterback, I think, this year that has made the biggest difference of anybody. Again, the meat of their schedule is still ahead of them. And, you know, who has, who has either team really played? This is Washington's first road game, if you want to call it a road game in front of 25,000 people or 75,000 empty seats, however you want to look at it. Right. You know, in the stadium, it holds a hundred grand. But um, UCLA, you mentioned lucky to escape South Alabama. They they pummeled a poor Colorado team. Uh, I don't know that it's going to be any different. I mean, this is not a it's not, it's not going to be a crazy environment that Washington is going into. So I don't see that playing on the road is going to be much of a difference. But um, UCLA's defense is not bad. But again, who they played against and. I just think I, I'm I'm on Penix until he proves me different. I just I like this Washington team. I think their DeBoer is really I mean talk about a 180. He is mm-hmm. he is yep. in the early conversation for National Coach of the Year. And I know they got a long way to go. You know, they're only a third of the way through the season, but uh, so far so good for them. And I think they're a player in the Pac-12. And I think I think they get it done uh, in UCLA simply because it's just not going to be a tough environment to play in tomorrow tonight. Uh, let's take a look at a couple of Big Ten West games, Trent. And uh, obviously, Illinois-Wisconsin, I don't know if the loser can, uh, of this game is, I guess you're still alive in the mm-hmm. Big Ten West race, but boy, you're up against it. 
I like this Illinois team. I've been telling you that since week number one. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're a different team. Wisconsin, haven't seen a lot of them, to be fair. Um, but we've seen the results, and they haven't been there. Watched them against, uh, who was it, Washington State a couple of weeks ago. Uh, your thoughts, Illinois, Wisconsin? Yeah, this uh, Wisconsin team, it's very simple. It comes down to Graham Mertz, and that's what the way it's been now for the last three years when he plays well, when he completes over 60% of his passes. Not exactly a high bar. They haven't lost. He hasn't. They've lost mm-hmm. a lot of games, and I think it comes down to that. I think Bielema certainly obviously knows the game plan, knows what they're going to do here. I think Illinois is a live dog. Yeah, not just to cover the seven points, but also have a chance to win this one. This is definitely a sprinkling. It's going to be part of the Moneyline Parlay for yeah. this week in the round robin. Ditto. I'm jumping aboard with Illinois at least keeping this one yeah, tight. Yeah, I'm grabbing the points, Bama. Do you think this is a close game? Can you uh, Do you uh, like Illinois or are you on Wisconsin? Oh, I, I think it's a close game. Uh, I think it's evenly matched, guys. You know, listen, both teams have a, I don't know, bad loss, if you want to call it that. I mean, you know, Illinois couldn't beat Indiana on the road. And then, of course, Wisconsin loses to Washington. Should have. So, bad yeah, call. Exa- <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, and then, you know, Wisconsin goes out and gets pummeled by Ohio State last week. So where, where are they? I mean, you know, after coming off of last week. Tough game maybe to put behind you, you know, prime time, that sort of thing. But I'm with you on Illinois. I mean, I've talked, we talked about them early on in the year, not really to be a sleeper in the West. I don't think we all expect the West, expected the West to be this chopped up. But, uh, let's, you know, we certainly like them to get to, what was it, six wins. And, and I think they're well on their way to doing that. But it's, listen, their season's going to come down to the next three weeks. I think this is a gettable game for them. It's a tough game. Uh, they're a seven-point dog, like you said. I would grab those, and uh, I don't know about money line just because, uh, you know, Wisconsin, that's a tough – it can be a tough place to play. And, again, the last time they went on the road, they didn't do so well. But Chase Brown, nation's leading rusher, you know what – you know, what, you know, you know what Bielma wants mm-hmm. to do. And you know what uh, – I mean, both these coaches are just kind of mirror images of each other and their philosophies. But – uh, it's all in front of them for Illinois because they got this game. And then, listen, the next two weeks, if they can some, somehow sneak out of Madison with a win, they host Iowa-Minnesota the next two weeks. Guys, they're right in the middle of it if they get this yeah. win. Uh, I don't think it eliminates them, but if they can go out of Madison with a win, which I don't think is impossible, I think it'll be tough. Man, they all of a sudden the West might go through Champaign, Illinois, which is who would have ever thought of that. <laughs> You know, when we started. No, uh, yeah, right. And and as you mentioned, Iowa and Minnesota uh, yet to come. Let's stay in the uh, in the West Trent. And speaking of those Gophers, mm-hmm. they're going to host Purdue. And Aiden O'Connell doesn't sound like he's going to be able to answer the bell, uh, which I think I mean the the uh, um, everything's lining up for the Gophers. It really is, and I really before. We kind of found out more about O'Connell as the week went on. If he played, I thought this was another spot where Minnesota coming off that first big win of the year, maybe a little bit of a look-ahead factor for them. Purdue hasn't been playing great by any means, but without him. I mean, this is just a different Purdue team. They'll move the ball. They can throw the ball. They can do it with whoever plays quarterback, but he has been just such a big difference maker for them. It's hard to come up with something confident, and Minnesota goes out there and wins this thing again. No. How high can the Gophers get in the rankings? You know, by the time we get to the end of the season, they remember they were in the top 10, but it took a long ways to get there back in 2019 with the wins and the quality of wins that they have at this point. They had some iffy ones, you know, that season. Mm-hmm. This one, just keep demolishing people. How quickly they're going to rise up the rankings mm-hmm. be fun to watch. Are you telling me they're going to be a part of my favorite TV show in November? Oh, uh, probably. Maybe so, right? Uh, Bama, your thoughts on this one? Uh, I'm with you if... if- if, if O'Connell can't answer the bell, I don't think Purdue has a shot. Uh, if he does, 
Listen, I just like Minnesota. I like the way they're playing. I'm I'm kind of buying into them. I know. I just think Ibrahim being back is, just makes the world a difference for them. He is mm-hmm. so good, and um, he just everything that they do and Tanner Morgan is allowed to do and what P.J. Fleck wants to do and that offensive line everything else, you've got to have the stud in the backfield, and he is a stud. He is, a, he is an NFL back without question, and I just think, particularly if O'Connell doesn't answer, I don't think Purdue has a shot. Listen, they're my guilty pleasure team. I, I just don't like them in this spot. I don't know about the number. It's all. I mean, listen, you can't bet it until you know what what O'Connell's going to do, uh, or whether he's going to answer the bell and how help if he does play. How how healthy is he? Is he how effective is he? Um, but man, I, I just I, I just like this Minnesota team. I just think they're, you know, they just keep going along about their business. And you know, you mentioned, you know, their schedule and down the road, Ken. I mean, they're off after this week. Illinois at Penn State is going to be tough for them, but there's no Ohio State mm-hmm. and there's no Michigan. So, I mean, and, and we know what the West is, is a little bit of a mess. So, I mean, you know, Rutgers, Nebraska, Northwestern, Iowa, Wisconsin, stop me when you hear a team that's going to blow them out. And I just don't think that – I think they're going to be in the mix. I think they get this one, they go into a bye week, and then they got two tough ones on the road at Illinois at Penn State that's probably going to define their season. I think they're the favorite in the West regardless of where they are in the national picture. All right, boys, uh, let's uh, go to the Big 12 in Oklahoma State and Baylor. Uh, this is a really big spot, man. This is a real big spot. We saw uh, Baylor, what they uh, they were able to get past Iowa State last week. I don't know if Oklahoma I don't know what kind of team they have, Trent. I'd have, I don't think they've been tested. They certainly will be tomorrow as we get the uh, rematch of last year's Big 12 championship game. And, and revenge certainly on the mind after that one. I mean, Oklahoma State being an inch away Adam. from being in the college football playoff and just reaching that ball over, just getting there. And I thought he was in. And then there was just an incredible play outside by Baylor to stop him and win the Big 12 championship game. I think that's going to be a part of it. What we've seen from Spencer Sanders, it's, it's a pretty easy equation. He turns it over, they really struggle. When he doesn't, this is an excellent football team. The defense is not what it was last year under Knowles. We know that as he's up in Columbus now with the Buckeyes. But certainly offensively, this team has taken a big step forward here. I think revenge on the road. I'm going with the mini upset. Give me Oklahoma State. Which quarterback do you like better? Shapin Sanders. Sanders. Yeah. Yeah. Shapin was awful good last week. He was good last week. Yeah, it really was. Uh, Bama, this guy, this got the makers of a terrific football game. Yeah, it really does. It was going to be my sneaky game, Kim, but, you know, uh, anyway, it was just one of those. Um, I, listen, I hope it's as good as it was last time they played, and I don't know how it can be because that was just probably that was probably the best championship game yep. I've seen in a long, long time. I mean, it was, it was just so evenly balanced. Um, you know, there's a little bit of a noise around Aranda and Nebraska and all that kind of thing, and I don't think that's going to be a distraction. Uh, for them, but I think Waco's going to be packed. I'm with you on Sanders. I think he's the best. Might be the hard to say he's the best quarterback in the Big 12 anymore when you got what Daniels is doing at Kansas and uh, now Martinez mm-hmm. kind of resurrecting his career, but he's up there. Uh, yep. And you're right. I mean, 10 touchdowns, one pick. That leads to 3-0. and Now, who, who have those wins been against? Central Michigan, Arizona State, who's fired their coach, and Arkansas Pine Bluff. And, you know, <laughs> Again, coming off a bye week and first road game. And it's a tough one, very tough road game. So yep. I don't really yep. have a feel for who's going to win. I just think these are really – I think it's just going to come down to turnovers. As Spencer, I like Oklahoma State if Sanders plays a clean game. But, man, it is. I just love Baylor and what Aranda's doing. They just week in, week out, 
you know, we've seen them against Oklahoma when they were really good. And, you know, and uh, I don't know. There's just something about he gets this team ready to play. These are two excellent coaches. Gundy's been there forever now, it seems like, and, you know, had chances to go, and he's just stayed. And uh, and they haven't gotten stale, and I think that's a big testament to him. So I I like this game. I hate that it's at 2.30 because now i got three to watch. You know, I, I, mm-hmm. I like this one. You know, Alabama-Arkansas, yep. Iowa State-Kansas, that 2.30 window is loaded tomorrow. So uh, being in and out on this one uh, as usual, but, man, I, I'd like if you're gonna make me pick, I'm gonna pick Oklahoma State, even though they're a road dog. But man, it's just just tough. Sanders got to play well, got to play well for them to have a chance. Uh, let's go to the SEC. Couple of games to bring up here: Kentucky, Old Miss. Um, you know where I am on this Kentucky team. <laughs> they get Rodriguez back. He's mm-hmm. missed up until this point. They finally get their running back back. Levis is a Levis is a terrific quarterback. He's going to play in the NFL or have an opportunity to do so. Trent, Kentucky, Ole Miss. You know, uh, I am all about Ole Miss in this spot. I found an interesting number. Rodriguez coming back for Kentucky. That's been the big storyline this week and how it's going to help their ground game that's really stug- struggled, certainly by Kentucky standards and what Stoops has built. But running backs before first contact, basically showing how your offensive line's playing, 121st in the country. Mm. This offensive line for Kentucky they graduated everybody. is really, really yeah. struggling, and, and they have not played at that level. I'm going to lay it here. I'm going to take Ole Miss, and one of my it's definitely on my list this week. I will bet this one for real. I'm going to lay it. When that point spread gets that big, something funky's going on. Yeah. See, I've got that's part of my plays, and ah. I'm going the other way uh, the news. Uh, Bama, uh, who do you like in this one? Uh, SEC East versus SEC West squads. Yeah, tough game for Kentucky here going. I mean, listen, again, 4-0, nice win at Florida. Um, I think Ole Miss is a much better team. But, again, we. T- I mean, I just talked about Dave Aranda. You know, Mark Stoops at Kentucky, he's building a program there. He's got a year over year. They just they build and build. And, you know, they are that, you know, they're, they're them, you know, Kentucky and Tennessee are the, if not Georgia who, that's the answers there. But, I yep. think they might yep. be a little over, and I I don't mean overrated. I mean overranked. I don't know that they're the seventh best team. I know they just keep winning, but I, I love Levis what he's done. But he has thrown four picks, okay, and that that's dangerous against Ole Miss. I know they're transitioning from Matt Corral, but the the crazy thing is, guys, you look at it. Ole Miss leads the SEC and maybe even the nation in rushing yardage right now. So Lane Kiffin for all the exotic, creative plays that he likes to call and, and is great at. He is one of the best offensive minds in football and that is college or pro. This guy just, for all the rat boy stuff that came with him for a while, the guy knows offensive football and he has changed his team to play defense and to run the football and I just think they're going to, I think they're going to eat clock. Uh, I don't know about the spread because I think Kentucky can hang in there with Levis but this is, going to be, this is a real tough spot for them. I like Ole Miss. They're just flying under the radar. It's all Alabama, A&M, you know, in the West, LSU with Brian Kelly, Arkansas ranked up there. Ole Miss just kind of going on about their business, and they'll have their shots later in the year. But I like them tomorrow. Uh, I hate to say that to you, but I just think it's a real tough spot for Kentucky. Uh, it is. I just like the points in the football game. We'll see. Uh, so let's do this one. I, uh, here's why um, I'm anxious to see, and I won't see much of it, Alabama and Arkansas. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this Alabama team, and we heard prior to the year, it might be Saban's best team, yep. and it might be, well, well end up being his best team. I haven't seen that Not right yet. Now. And I think it's, it's the skill guys, especially yeah. the receivers. 
Um, your thoughts, Trent? Well, I mean, you look back. They've had, what, six, seven just elite wide receivers. And now they have guys that are good, but they're not at that level. Yeah. I think ultimately they're going to be fine here. But a year ago, this game was tight. It was 42-35, and they were able to move the football. Obviously, a quarterback in Jefferson that can move around, something that has always been an Achilles heel of Saban's team. So <clears throat> I think we're going to get a good one here. I, I think that 17-and-a-half number certainly is way too big. I think this is going to come down. Ultimately, Alabama's going to win, but I think we're in a one-possession game, you know, 7, 10 points, something like that. I think Arkansas at the very least hangs around in this one. What's the feeling down there, Bama? Yeah, the team was a little nervous. I mean, and, and you mentioned the receivers, and you're right. You just go through that litany of guys, you know, Waddle and Devontae Smith and Ruggs and Judy and, you know, just keep going on back to Julio Jones and Amari Cooper. But just lately, I mean, just the guys at Messi, Williamson, that they've turned out, they don't have those guys right now. Uh, they try, they, Listen, they tried to get right against Vanderbilt last week. But really, it's guys, it's the ability to run the football. They, they just can't. They haven't tried to run it. They couldn't run it at all against Texas. Other than that one big, uh, you know, 80-yard run that McClellan popped, they, they could not run it. And Arkansas up front is probably as good. Now, their secondary is kind of weak um, and leaky, and that's not, a good, <laughs> not good news when you're, uh, you know, you're looking at Bryce Young across the field. But I think this point spread here is way out of whack. I mean, I know, listen, Arkansas last week had the fluke game where the, you know, the ball hits the top of the upright. I've never seen that before and bounces back in against nice. A&M, and, and they lose that game. And, and so I don't think they're going to have a hard time getting back up for this one. I mean, how could you, it's Alabama? But listen, guys, Alabama's got they – they better figure it out starting tomorrow because they are at Arkansas, home to A&M, and then they go to Knoxville the next three weeks. That is tough. I don't care if they're Alabama. I don't care what you got and Will Anderson and Saban and Bryce Young and everybody else, they're going to play some close, tight games over the next three weeks. I think this point spreads way out of line. I can't – no way I can pick Arkansas to win outright. Um, but I think this is a tough one. This And I, I just don't see this as a high-scoring game. We, have, we, we all like Sam Pittman and what he's done there. Uh, I think Jefferson is good enough to cause issues. Um, Alabama is going to get after him and, and I think force him to beat them throwing. And they have a big advantage at quarterback, but they, they're going to have to throw it, I think, tomorrow to win. And I think that point spread is just way too high. We have 90 seconds left for this segment. Uh, Trent, real quick, NC State or Clemson, who's going to win? Uh, I like Clemson. Do you lay the points? I think so, yeah. yeah. The, the, the offensive woes, Leary has not been good this year. No. Uh, your, your thoughts on the uh, ACC heavyweight fight here, Bam? And it is a big game tomorrow. It is a big game. Listen, I picked NC State at the beginning of the year. i got to stick with them. Um, yep. They haven't been as impressive as I'd like. This is their toughest test to date, obviously. Um, you know, Clemson coming off the win at Wake Forest in overtime. They gave up some points. They gave up some yards. Uh, so we'll see what Leary can do tomorrow for NC State. I love this game. Love it being in prime time. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to go with the Wolfpack. Not very confidently, but I'm just going to go with them. Uh, Trent, your sneaky good game of the week is what? Uh, it's a Battle of the Service Academies. I, I just love when they get together, and that, that's a sneaky one. You get to see old school offenses. Yeah, so Navy give me Air Force. Give me the Navy Air Force. Sneaky good game, Bama. Uh, I'm going to go ACC 230, another 230 game. How about Wake and FSU? I mean, I think that's got a chance to be a good yes. one up and down. Um, uh-huh. There's another good, pretty good one in the SEC and in the Big 12. But I'm just going to, I'm going to pick that one. I'm not going to watch any of it. Uh, but if you're tired of everything going on, um, you know, at 230, that's that's going to be a that's going to be a fun offensive game in the ACC. 
And it's part of my picks, and I'm grabbing points in that one again. My <laughs> sneaky good game, we probably should, most most weeks we'd include it. Oklahoma TCU, I think TCU's got a chance yeah. to keep it snug. Bama, we'll talk to you on Monday. We're out of time. Um, appreciate it as always, Bama Bob. Enjoy the weekend. Love it, guys. Take care. Yep, thank you, Bama. We'll take a timeout. We're live, Wild Rose Casino, Clinton. Uh, we'll come back. Chris Williams will join us. We'll get his take on Iowa State, Kansas. That's next. Miller and Con. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Through 7th and 8th. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. We take you until noon. Mike Palm kicks off our number two. Tom Kakert on the Hawks right now. Chris Williams, Iowa Everywhere, Cyclone Fanatic is where you can see and read Chris. And he joins us. Chris, Trent, and Ken, how are you feeling this morning? Fantastic. Just, uh, just <laughs> no, your, your nose is growing. <laughs> I feel great, Ken. What about you? You went to bed at like 8 o'clock. you got to be really refreshed. <laughs> well, 9.30, but I am uh, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, unlike you guys. Oh, boy. Yeah, we just saw Ted Flint. Ted Flint just rolled out of bed and rolled down here to the bar. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, he doesn't look good. He does. Uh, Flint doesn't look good here today. But anyways, uh, Chris, um, good to see you last night. Was... I don't get any. I'm sorry. I don't get any sleep because of my three-year-old, so I'm kind of used to it. We're ready to roll. No, gotcha. Uh, well, let's get into this game tomorrow. Is it this simple? And maybe this is oversimplifying it. Uh, if Hunter Deckers doesn't give Kansas, um, you know, a couple of extra possessions, uh, the quarterback battle. I mean, obviously, we know what Daniels has brings for uh, for Kansas. Hunter Deckers, uh, if he's like he was um, efficient. Uh, as opposed to last week, and he didn't play poorly last week. Don't get me wrong, uh, but if Deckers plays well, does Iowa State come home with a win? I mean, I think so. I, I it's kind of a broken record, guys. Like what I said last week, uh, but I, I think it maintains. I think it's really important for people to think about, when, especially when they're betting on games. Is I think we all overreact a little bit to the non-conference, right? And mm-hmm. I mean, if you if you think about like what what Kansas is, they're still giving up three point six yards to play the opposition. Uh, the three FBS defenses that they've seen are ranked something like 70, 69, and 82 in yards per play. Um, I, I still, like, there's a reason Iowa State's still a favorite here. And I think it's easy to overreact because Iowa State lost last week. But really, you know, power ratings-wise, they didn't really underperform that much. And, yeah, so I think that playing a clean game, if they do that, and maybe they get a takeaway, right? Like, I, I, I think that they will, Ken. I, I think it's a really good spot for Iowa. And, and I do wonder, listen, Kansas is a phenomenal story. I think they're really – I think they're like a 7-8 win team this year. I don't think this is like, oh, they're getting – uh, but I also, uh, but, I also but I love the fact that Leipold's getting all this national love, and like this week, everybody's really all over them because of that new win. And it, it feels to me a spot where Iowa State goes in there with a real business like 
type of football game. And, and yeah, it, it, but Deckers is turning the ball over too much, like five turnovers. Yeah. You know, a gyro Brock, like, they've got to knock that off. And if they do that tomorrow, they're not good enough to just show up, turn it over three times, and win on the road again. But, yeah, I'm with you. If they play clean football, I think Iowa State gets one of them. Yeah, in fact, that's what I had next on my list was about Decker. Is it, is it him trying to make too many plays? Is it just a young quarterback? I know one of the picks last week was a tip ball, so, I mean, you can't do anything about that. But what is it about Decker? Is it, what do you think is, is kind of the issue as these interceptions continue to pile up against him? I, I believe for the Iowa game, like, I kind of throw that out the window. Everybody throws picks against Iowa. And then he has a 99-yard yeah. drive, and he kind of redeems himself and erases it by five. I think last week what you saw was, you know, they got behind two scores and all of a sudden the play calls are different and you start to press. And I think Hunter in that third quarter was trying to win the game on one drive, right? And I I think he probably pressed a little bit. But having said that, if you go back and watch the Ohio game, there were two balls that you completed for 30-yard pass plays that I think would have been picked off against Baylor or Iowa. So it's not as uh, much as I would love to make an excuse for Hunter and got down and you're pressing. Uh, this had a minute. So they've, he's got to make better decisions. Iowa State's got a nice football team, but they're not good enough to anybody in 12, you know, when, it, uh, when you got a quarterback turning the ball over. Chris, what are you hearing as far as Remsburg and uh, and Norton? What are the, what are the likelihood uh, the right tackle and the running back are able to play? And and, and in Norton's case, uh, you know, uh, you get a bigger bigger workload this week than certainly last. I'm less confident on Norton just because I thought that was really weird how it all played out last week. Like, why even play him if you're just going to play him in that role? Um, and what you know, it's running back. You need to be more explosive. I think that Rimsburg should be good to go, though. I was shocked that he didn't play last week. Yeah, I, I thought that I thought that, that would be the case. Um, and, you know, that's a deal where these injuries, things with, with Campbell, it's, you're really throwing darts. I would love to come on here and give you yeah. great insight. But, like, they, they tell you one thing and then the opposite happens. And, um, but, man, it would be a really big plus because I think Rimsburg is probably their second-best offensive lineman. If you go back to 2020, how good he was at the ethical run, and they really haven't had him since. Man, it, that would be a really big deal for that entire running game to get him. All right, Chris, let's wrap it up here. And uh, as always, you're liking to dabble in a little betting this week. What are you jumping on? What's uh, off the board? You said it was a light slate for you last week. What do you got for us this week? I, I went UTSA tonight, minus four. I love them. Mm-hmm. That's another game where mm-hmm. two weeks ago, they're a point favorite over Middle Yeah, in Middle Tennessee, still celebrating. Mm-hmm. I love that. I went USC minus 25 against Arizona State. I, I love the fact that they won. Mm-hmm. It feels like a bounce back for their offense against an Arizona State program that gambles. Um, and then my third one, I'm trying to think of what my – my third big play was. Those are the two big ones for me. I, I really like those two. And then um, there's a lot of games that I like. I mean, I'm 
kind of staring at um, probably like Iowa State. I think I like Illinois getting points against Wisconsin. Man, the UCSA game, I think if I had to pick any of them this week, I just uh, you guys are better if you need to spot, but isn't that a good spot for, for the Roadrunners? Oh, it's a huge spot, yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's just, yeah for those very reasons. Yeah. Um, Chris, drive safe. Yeah. It was good seeing you yesterday. All right. Appreciate you guys. Talk to Appreciate Yep. See you. Uh, Iowa Everywhere Cyclone Fanatic for Chris Williams. Hour two coming up next. We will uh, head to Vegas first of all. Our friend uh, Mike Palm is going to join us. Tom Cakert, HawkeyeReport.com. And then our picks before we get out of here at noon. Miller and Condon, we are the Wild Rose Casino in Clinton, Iowa. Hour 2 coming up next. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.